Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Please, please, I am asking you, I'm sincerely asking this to everybody listening. Stop the hate. Every time the Warriors are on TV, everybody just instantly jumps to the the hate fest that follows. Stop the hate, step back, and admire what they've built and realize that they have laid out a blueprint for what the Pelicans can do and how they can do it here to build something similar through the draft, a rehaul of the front office and coaching staff, and smart, frugal moves in free agency and the trade market. And frankly, that means uh, not getting involved over the next few years as you figure out what you have with the young guys. We're bringing in Ollie Cosell of the Bird Rights now to talk about it with us. Ollie, uh, welcome to the show, and uh, it was fun hanging out with you on fourth down uh, and four uh, with Doug Mouton and uh, Joe last night. It was fun, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Sitting across from each other, just talking about the Pelicans. I mean, who would have expected it, right? Playoffs <laughs> are going on. Pelicans aren't in it, but that's why everybody wants to talk about. It. I know, isn't it, Ollie? I guess it's. We know why. It's. It's not only David Griffin. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's Zion. Um, let's start with Trajan Langdon. So Griffin brings in uh, Trajan Langdon, and that was his decision. I'm told that he had the ultimate power to say yes or no to that. And it's interesting. I told you this yesterday. I think um, we were discussing this that. Griffin told us in that in opening press conference, we asked him point blank, are you going to hire a GM? He said no, and apparently Trajan t- changed his mind. Yeah, I think after Trent Redden, I think maybe he thought that he wouldn't be able to grab Trajan Langdon, even though they had worked together in Cleveland for a year. They're very familiar with each other. I'm guessing that maybe Langdon something, you know, suddenly had a change of heart. And that's what's curious, Seth, about all this, is the fact that maybe Brooklyn should have promoted him from assistant GM to GM, maybe offered him some more money. Maybe something like that happened. He didn't like it and therefore came to New Orleans. But, you know, we don't know. And I think those details don't matter simply because, you know, they first of all, they've got two great hires, two, two guys that were at the top of everybody's list, really, for the next guy just to run the Pelicans office, and they get two of them. How they did it, it doesn't really matter. It's the fact that they're in New Orleans now. How big of a move is this for New Orleans? Oh, this is huge because if there's one thing, first of all, with David Griffin, if you want to point out any weaknesses, it's all the drafts that Cleveland kind of fumbled up there during his time. You know, I don't have to go too in the depth about Anthony Bennett, Deion Waiters. You know, there were others as well, handing out big contracts. That is what Langdon's going to basically fill in for him. I think that's why he wanted Trent Redden. Trent was known for all his scouting ability, his ability to identify that talent. And I'm here, and that's what Langdon does really well too. I mean, so even though the storyline seems to be, hey, this guy puts family first, and we know what Griffin has talked about, wanting that like-mindedness, trying to develop a certain specific culture, and it's great he's adding, I think, really behind the scenes, I think it's Langdon's abilities that is what's going to be crucial, and that's what was most important to Griffin. So it's fantastic. I mean, you hit one home, and you never think you're going to hit a grand slam the next time you go up to bat. It's Ollie Cosell of the Bird Rights with us talking Pels and NBA. And, and that's just it, the, you know, the grand slam because all these moves that they've made, Ollie, in the last month, regardless of the draft lottery success that they fortunately had, 
I would be pretty excited about what they're doing regardless of that, just with the Griffin hire and the Nelson hire, and and now you bring in Trajan Langdon. Seth, you nailed it. Earlier today, I told somebody that. I said, look, if we would have just landed any one of these names alone, how ecstatic would we have been going into next season? How much more positive we would have felt about this team? And that's, you know, it would have been a complete 180 turnaround. Now that we've gotten three, I think now we're getting a little spoiled here, and I'm worried that expectations may be a little too high. But, again, that's for another time. Um, you're right. This, this is just incredible, Seth. And I just hope the city realizes that when Gail Benson promised changes, that we've heard, you know, all that talk in the past. Well, she legitimately has put it out there and proven it. And you don't have to look any further than with any of these single hires. And when you combine them, wow, it's just amazing. Do you think the Trajan Langdon hire happens without the Pelicans getting that one pick in Zion? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that probably played a part into it. We can assume that maybe Langdon to get something from the Nets, but that's another thing. you got to look at what the Pelicans can now offer and what's really changed between when he interviewed before for the job and now. Well, it's laying that overall pick. Suddenly, the Pelicans are going to become a destination city. They're going to become one of the more prevalent cities in the NBA, regardless of and, and the fact they haven't even done anything on the court yet, Seth. They're going to be on Christmas Day. They're going to have a lot of these key matchups, so the exposure is going to be there. So that's going to be even better, first of all, for Langdon. But the other thing you've got to remember is now he's going to have this young talent. The Pelicans are chasing young talent. And how best to make your mark when you're kind of in the scouting side of things it's to be able to say i brought this guy in and this guy in. and when you've got a guy like zion and drew holiday already staying there they're probably going to pan out they're probably going to look good so who else is going to look good trajan's going to look good so it's a smart decision by him all right let's get into whatever it is we're talking about the next month or so and that is possible anthony davis trades it's at ollie cosell with this ollie cosell on twitter um so who are the leading candidates for this and what every fan wants to know ollie you let them know uh, when these trades might be able to be executed yeah, certainly. We already know the names, uh, the Boston Celtics, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Knicks. Those are probably the four you have to know first. Uh, there's probably going to be, obviously, when it comes to Anthony Davis, there's going to be guys that come out of the woodwork, uh, whether it's a Denver, a Toronto, even a Chicago, maybe a Dallas. But we're going to stick with the top four because, like I said, those are the most likely scenarios. And I think the favorite right now has to be Boston because Griffin has namely made it a point to say, it's a culture he wants to build. It's all about the fit. And he's even talked about it. We talked about this yesterday. About There's certain guys that in this draft that really, you know, wowed him that he really liked because of, you know, them as a human being. Yeah. Forget about the basketball talent. It's what he likes about their personal side. They're, they're, you know, away from basketball side. So given that, you've got to think high character guys are going to be number one. So really, Jason Tatum and the Celtics, you've got Marcus Smart. He wants guys that are dedicated, willing to throw everything on the line, play hard, as well as be good basketball players. And really, there's nobody in today's environment right now that offers a better package of anything, of combination of all that, than Boston. So you got to think they're their favorite, Seth. Um, and I'm going to keep throwing the Clippers out there. I keep thinking that they're going to do something. They're going to land a Kawhi Leonard or a KD this offseason. So they're not going to stop there. They're going to want to pair him up with somebody. And, of course, Anthony Davis. Who better than to bring in through a trade? And like I said, I like Shea Gildas Alexander. I think he's a high character guy with a great motor who just put forth a very good rookie, very underrated good rookie season. And of course, you talked at length about the Knicks. Um, I don't think I need to delve any further than that. They offered a lot of that young talent. 
uh, that hasn't blossomed at all yet. You could almost say the same thing about the Knicks, or excuse me, the Lakers crew of Ingram, Kuzma, Ball. But again, they're not going to be as high, I think, on the list. And as for any deal step, you've got to think it's going to have to come after free agency period because to move anything now, it's going to require contracts that can be traded now. So anybody in their last deal or last year of their deal, for instance, uh, cannot be included. So the Lakers right now couldn't even you know, make a deal for Anthony Davis right now because they don't have enough salary money to uh, trade away. So most likely it's going to happen in free agency. All right, Ollie, can we hold you for 60 seconds? I want to ask about that two-pick that Memphis has. Sure. All right, 60 seconds back with Ollie Cosell of the Bird Rights. High-scoring first quarter up in Portland. Warriors a 28-25 lead. Ten points for Clay Thompson to lead all scorers. Uh, Dame's having himself a rebound game. Uh, been not good in this series with that defense. He's 3 of 3, 7 points to lead Portland. So Ollie Cosell is with us of the Bird Rights as we talk Pelicans and possible Anthony Davis deals. Uh, Ollie, and I know we talked about this last night, but it's so fascinating to me that the Pelicans, I think, might have a shot here, and I don't know how good of a shot it is, but at least there's some realm of possibilities where they can get the two-pick from Memphis, who holds that right now because they have Mike Conley, the point guard, and he's got that big contract there, and of course one pick behind the Grizzlies at number two is the Knicks. Is there any possible way in your mind that a three-way trade maybe could be executed uh, with somebody, whether that's the Knicks or Lakers, where Memphis would be interested in moving back and the Pelicans could grab the one and two picks? And of course, that would mean John Morant and Zion here. I love that you brought that up on TV yesterday because one of our writers over at the Bird Rides contemplated that exact scenario. And he reached out to some people in Memphis about the likelihood of this. And you know what? The answer is they think there's a good chance of it happening simply because the Grizzlies, they're going to be strapped to uh, bring in good young talent down the future because they still owe a first-round pick to Boston. There's a couple other picks that they've given away. I know there's a 2020 second-rounder that's already gone somewhere else. So I've heard that they'd be – unless they think John Moran is legitimately going to be a superstar, they believe, these people that Preston talked to, that the second pick can be had for moving just the third or the fourth forward and then sending some additional draft pick compensation back to Memphis. So that, that scenario to me, you know, that's got to go in the likely, you know, uh, category simply because the Grizzlies, if that's true, remotely true, and they, they, they truly value draft capital and getting as much as they can, you know, because you're not going to get much from Mike Conley. They've already lost Gasol. They really have nobody else to trade to bring in that capital. So this might be their last chance to really like, all right, we're not that high on jaw. Let's go ahead and split them in at least possible two or three other first-round picks. So that would be a dream scenario, Seth. And, you know, I don't know if New Orleans could even contain their excitement, let alone us. You know, when we talk about the team, if Zion and Jock could take the floor together in their rookie seasons. <laughs> yeah, no no doubt. Uh, are you, it sounds like you're high on Jaw, right? Like I am, yeah. Ollie? Yeah, all of us at the Bird Rights, we started falling in love with this kid because of the highlights he's posting in December. I mean, everybody's watching Zion. You're still watching Jock, too, but we've legitimately, from all, if, if anybody's followed our uh, the Bird Rights Twitter account, we've been posting anything in Jaw related for at least two to three months. We love him. Even There's even a few of us, and I hate to say it and admit it, but they would rather have Jaw than Zion. I'm not in that boat. We'll never be in that boat. But, again, 
we're, yeah, we're very high on that guy. We think he's a legit, legit chance to be a good star in this league. How much of a drop-off is there from Jaw to uh, R.J. Barrett in your mind? Because I do think there is one. I was, I was doing another radio show today, Ollie, and I think it's kind of three tiers. Like, I'm with you. I think, I think Zion is the guy in this draft. I think anybody saying Jaw is there, is, uh, it's a little silly talk and hot takes, I guess. But I do think that there's a gap between Jaw and R.J. Are you agreeing with me there? Again, I do. I guess we think too much alike. <laughs> this is, I, like I know it makes for terrible radio, right? <laughs> exactly. I would rather have Culver, maybe even a Kobe White, honestly, than Barrett. Look, he, he's, he's a great talent. He can do a lot for his size. But there's some things that worry me. For instance, he only likes to go left. He doesn't really have a right uh, going direction. He, the defense, he has no motor there. He doesn't show it. And then I've also heard kind of some negatives about his work ethic. So, when you combine all that, and then when you watched him play uh, for Duke, where, honestly, he was a little too ball-dominant when he's not even a good shooter, mm-hmm. right? So th- there's just a lot of things that I put in the little package, and I just didn't like it, you know? I don't know what he's going to amount to because he's not a high-flyer, guys. He's not going to be throwing down, using his athletic ability to go around over people. No, I mean, he, he – I hate to say that comparison, but – I look at maybe him popping out like a Jabari Parker. He's going to be a scorer, but he's going to be a high-volume shooter who's not efficient and doesn't play defense. So that, to me, is not somebody that's worth a third pick. Uh, That's not somebody that, you know, you sink a lot of chips into. Yeah, I agree with you. And by the way, you hit the trigger phrase for me, high volume shooter or score. That's like uh, calling a golfer, like a high volume putter. Like he'll eventually get there. He's <laughs> take a couple more shots. Right. Bad scores coming. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ollie, I know you're going to be covering and your team over there is going to be covering the heck out of this for the next couple of months at thebirdrights.com. Always appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Beth. All right. Ollie Cosell at Ollie Cosell on Twitter. O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L. Got to give him a follow there. Blazers have taken a one-point lead at 29-28 to late in the first quarter. Text from the 504 at 87870. Flock up. I expect to land at least one big fish to the squad. Kawhi Leonard, KD type of talent. That's from John on the West Bank. You don't want that here. And I will tell you why when we come back. We'll get into that. Plus, Ben Mintz is going to come in studio. I host a radio show up in Shreveport, hanging with Mintz, mixing it up with Mintz. And I was on his show today. He was doing a live show out at the Avenue Pub and um, do some spots usually with him. He's going to come hang out with us for the next, uh, oh, 45 minutes or so. Plus, your calls at 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Text lines 870-870. And our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at www.com. How many games does LSU need to win at the SEC tournament to host a regional WWL.com radio.com app back after this on the last lap. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.